All right, all right, all right. Your old pal Roger is back. We have a fresh, fresh Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast coming at you. We're going to talk big-time playoffs, USL, Tulsa Roughnecks. What are their chances of making the playoffs, and what's all the what's all that math? Oh, come on, Roger, just tell me, tell me what's up. I will discuss playoff chances, and we'll, we'll talk, talk, touch on a little bit of MLS here just in the second segment. But first, I hope I hope y'all haven't forgot how to take cover, duck and cover. But you gotta get the kids, the blankets, the pillows, the helmets. You gotta get inside the house. The sirens are blaring. It's another episode of Tornado Light Sock Podcast. All right, folks, it is so good to be back from my layoff, my whatever you want to call it, sabbatical, walkabout. Anyway, we're back at it. We're going to talk some soccer. We're into the middle of a playoff push, folks, in the USL. Actually, in the MLS as well, while we're talking about it. But we'll, we'll, we'll start with the USL because, folks, that's what we cover. That's what I... I'm most insulated and uh, and approached with on a daily basis. So we're going to talk USL uh, primarily on the Tulsa Roughnecks in the middle of a playoff push. Who could imagine from last year's season to this year's season? So much can change in 365.25 days. And folks, we have a really good place for Tulsa is sixth place right now in the standings with a match coming up on Saturday against the Mighty San Antonio FC, formerly Scorpions. So that match will mean a lot for the standings. And we have some really good uh, midweek matches uh, on Wednesday, which have, you know, made a little bit of headway here in the playoffs. Phoenix had a big win, put them ahead a little bit there on Wednesday. But it's, uh, you know, there's, there's still games to be played. Most teams have played 28 now, and everyone will finish with 32. So four matches, some have three, most have four remaining in the 2017 campaign. So just uh, thumbing through here, and, and if you're a, a Tulsa fan, I'll kind of, you know, really uh, highlight the matches or the teams that are, you know, in the range to be caught or that can catch the Roughnecks. But right now, uh, in the Western Conference, we'll focus on the Western Conference. Uh, the Monarchs right now, 60 points, first place, 29 played. Reno uh, is in second with 55, 29 played. Swope Park's a point behind with 29 played. So a lot of teams played 29 now up at the top of the, uh, the standings. But I think that the teams that, you know, really Tulsa will need to pay attention to are from, I would say, Swope Park, maybe Reno, but really I think Swope Park all the way down uh, to Orange County. So this will be the important teams for Tulsa to really pay attention to. Uh, Swope Park, uh, like I said, 29 played, 54, so a point behind Reno. So there could be a little bit of flip-flopping there with those teams. Uh, San Antonio FC, like I mentioned earlier, in fourth place. 28 played, 52 points, three ahead of Phoenix Rising. And really that fourth place and fifth place differentiation is really key as the top four will get to host the first round match. 
in the playoffs. And I believe that'll be the weekend of the 20th, 21st, 22nd, possibly on in October as the last week of the season. Uh, most teams play on the 14th. That'll be three weeks from now, four weeks for the playoffs, if you are keeping up with it. Uh, Phoenix Rising, like I mentioned, 49 points, 28 played. And then before um, – well, we'll, we'll uh, I lost my train of thought, but there, uh, right behind Phoenix Rising is uh, Tulsa Roughnecks, 43 points, 28 played. So Phoenix, six points ahead. And then one point behind Sacramento Republic, 28 played, 42 points. And then the Oklahoma City Energy, the resurgent Oklahoma City Energy, who have been making big strides in his last few matches, 29 points through uh, 29, I'm sorry, 40 points through 29 games. Matches played, Orange County, 28 played, 37 points. So Orange County has a big match coming up. And we'll start at the bottom here and kind of work our way around it. Also, I want to mention just briefly the Colorado Springs switchbacks with 35 points, 29 played. You know, if they win out, that puts them at 44 points. Tulsa has 40, so, you know, in theory, or 43. So in theory, they could catch up. Uh, it's a little more improbable. That means Tulsa would have to lose out. I don't really see that happening. And for Tulsa to not make the playoffs, uh, they would basically have to uh, – really, it's it's a little more – it's not a guaranteed that Tulsa is in. I mean, right now, mathematically, they still can be caught by Orange County, who's currently in ninth place. That would really – you would have to be – if you're Orange County, you'd have to pretty much win out and then hope Tulsa gets six points or less in the last four matches. So that means if Tulsa gets seven points, a draw two wins or three wins, whatever combo that is, it gets you to seven points. That's the magic number for the Roughnecks. So let's uh, thumb through Roughnecks' last four matches. You have, uh, obviously, the match on Saturday against San Antonio. And then on the 4th of October, on Wednesday, I believe, uh, Phoenix makes uh, Tulsa makes a trip to Phoenix, who's been on a little bit of a kick lately, and that'll be a pretty tough match there on the road in Phoenix. And then you have Tulsa at home that Saturday, short rest on Saturday against uh, Seattle Sounders two, a team that Tulsa's had a result against already this year. And then Tulsa hosting Colorado Springs Switchbacks that last match of the season on the 14th in Tulsa. Uh, right now, if you want to kind of go through, like I said, we'll start at Orange County. Not fake this time. We will actually go down to Orange County. <laughs> I mentioned it earlier, but didn't quite make it, but that's okay. I have a short attention span, so I'm a little bit all over the place. That's that's why you love me, right? Boom. Anyway, Orange County uh, will be at Colorado Springs on the 30th of September on Saturday. And that's at Warner, or Warner, or, uh, I went blank on the name of the field. Uh, Wagner Field, thank you. And that is on Saturday. And then Orange County will be home against Sacramento. And I've, I've already highlighted that match as a very important match for both teams. And that's a lot of implications for Tulsa as Sacramento is right behind in the standings. And then Orange County hosts Reno. Pretty tough match there. And then Vancouver on the road on the 13th. So that's kind of where... Orange County is Vancouver Whitecaps second to last place in the West. 
they're not even mentioned because they're so far down in the standings. They have no shot at making the playoffs. And then let's talk about Oklahoma City real quick. Uh, Oklahoma City was victorious last Saturday, last Sunday, in the uh, red or the red green. What am I talking about? Red green derby, in the black gold derby. Uh, getting a two 0 win in Oklahoma City against the Roughnecks. But the Oklahoma City will be home on. Uh, looks like that's on Sunday against LA Galaxy two, and then home against Swope Park Rangers and home against Seattle Sounders two to finish off their season. So, you know, for Oklahoma City, that's a, that's a favorable stretch. The SPR match will be pretty tough. I think LA Galaxy 2, you, you have to win that match for sure and then and then take it home against Seattle. Uh, I think if you drop any of those games, you, you, you risk running into Orange County right behind you as they have a match in hand, but they're three points behind. So uh, could could be interesting for Oklahoma City if you're an Oklahoma City Energy fan over the next few weeks. And then you got Sacramento. It has a, Sacramento has the most matches against the playoff teams that we need to kind of be one eye to, I suppose, as they host Phoenix on the 30th on Saturday. And then they are at Orange County uh, the following on the 4th, I believe. Yep, that's that Orange County match I talked about earlier. And then uh, at Colorado Springs on the 7th and then at Reno to finish off their season. I'm just telling anybody playing Reno, that is not an easy opponent, not in the least bit. Phoenix Rising have won their last five matches. That is crazy. Considering how up and down they've been this year, I'm a little surprised to see those results come through. But uh, fair play to them as they've uh, really rebounded and turned the season around. Uh, They are at Sacramento, like I mentioned earlier, on Saturday, hosting Tulsa on the following Wednesday on the 4th. At home against RGV on the eight or the seventh of October, and then their last match of the season against Portland Timbers two, which you just kind of assume that's going to be a win because Portland Timbers two, one of the worst teams in the league, period. And we'll just go up here to San Antonio as they host. I know we have some San Antonio fans that listen to podcasts. Maybe they've quit. Maybe they thought I was dead. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> we're. Anyway, thanks for coming to the podcast, guys, if you are listening, and I appreciate it. Uh, San Antonio at Tulsa here on Saturday, and then home against Tampa Bay Rowdies. That's right, Tampa Bay Rowdies coming to Tol- or to San Antonio. That's a kind of a cross-division match that I'm kind of jealous because I'd love to play the Rowdies. I think it would be a lot of fun. I know the San Antonio fans will be excited about that. But they will be hosting Tampa Bay Rowdies, who are Pretty solid team out of the East. And then they have a home match against Portland Timbers too. That should be three points. Finish off season with RGV. And just thumbing through, Tempe Rowdy is currently in fourth place in the East. I mean, San Antonio wins out. Yeah, maybe maybe a precursor for a championship match, but uh, I think there's some really good teams in this league, and they would have to make a little bit of a run to get there. But it's possible, Maybe. Outside their own possibilities for sure. And then Swope Park will just go ahead and for kicks and grins here. See what they look like. They have they are at RGV, at OKC, and host Seattle Sounders 2. It seems like Seattle Sounders 2 are here in the Midwest, I guess making the Midwest run to finish off their season. Okay, so that is you know the teams kind of within striking range, I would I would say. 
Uh, I think realistically, you're probably somewhere in the fifth to sixth, maybe seventh range, and that would be putting you on the road either against the uh, the Reno or Swope Park. I think for my money, I would like to see the Swope Park because that's a little bit of a closer trip for Tulsa just selfishly. Uh, I think you go on the road against Reno. That that'll be just a that'll be a really tough match. So I think you kind of want to avoid seventh place, uh, depending on how the matches shape up. But it looks like you know Swope Park has a pretty favorable schedule for the last three matches. So you think that they would probably get a little bit of a bump there, and and Reno's going against some more um, regional rivals, I suppose. They play Salt Lake. Uh, they're home against Salt Lake at OC and then home against Sacramento. And, and, you know, those kind of some rivals, close-by teams there in their region. So, you know, things can kind of get sideways on you and, and things not exactly go the way you would you would line up and expect it to go. So, um, you know, Reno gets down to third place and, you know, you got the Roughnecks hovering around sixth place. That could uh, be a pretty tough first-round opponent. But anyway, so that's that for the playoff push. And, you know, I, th- I, th- I really, I mean, should you be worried if you're a Roughneck fan? I mean, you know, you, you want to pay attention to see what Orange County is doing. I think it's always pretty wise. And, and you want, you know, this Saturday, I would love to see at least a draw. I know that's going to be a, that's a tough opponent coming to town. We beat them in PKs and the Open Cup. But that was, you know, Open Cup, you have to have a result. And in the league, you can a draw as a result. So uh, a little bit different because that's a tournament. But either way, San Antonio has been here this year already for an open cut match. And, you know, things went our way in that match. But we'll see on Saturday, 7 o'clock kick. Uh, you know, it's going to be, in, it's going to be interesting uh, on an attendance scale. Oklahoma State is playing at the same exact time against Texas Tech in American rules football. And that's one of the things I was, you know, really concerned about with this extended schedule is the fact that going up against football, uh, uh, fall activities, I mean, I don't even, I mean, I have a one-year-old and I'm busy, you know, just as an adult, I'm pretty busy during the month of October. So, you know, uh, hopefully people will come on out, support support the lads maybe just have the osu game on your phone or something that's you know come out out watch some live soccer and the weather's getting nicer too it's it's been very pleasant these past few days uh it's not 150 degrees like it was in the summer and you're sitting there just uh melting in the hot oklahoma sun but those days are hopefully getting behind us and we'll have some nice weather for the finishing for the finish of the season so that will be our discussion on the USL and the playoffs. And right now we'll transition from MLS over to, I'm sorry, from USL over to MLS. And we'll just talk real quick about uh, teams have already clinched playoffs in the East. Uh, West right now is a little more wide open. But in the East, you have Toronto FC with 62 points clinched playoff spot. Same for NYC FC with 55 points. And 31 played. Atlanta United debut team, first year in the playoffs. Massive crowds, 
big time fan base out there. 30 games played, 52 points. And then our own Chicago Fire, look at this, clinched in uh, San Jose the other night, or I guess on Wednesday night, 51 points, 31 uh, games played, clinching a playoff spot. So congratulations, congratulations to the Chicago Fire. Jorge Corrales from the Roughnecks was signed actually to the Chicago Fire and, and a pretty unprecedented uh, situation from where I'm sitting. And maybe it's happened quite a bit before at an affiliated team, uh, a affiliated MLS team signing a player from the USL affiliate. Now, you know, with these uh, owner affiliates, you know, like Swope Park, Rio Grande, those types of teams, you see that happen, but those are owned by the actual franchises, the MLS franchises. So you see a little bit of back and forth there because those players are technically signed by the parent club. But this is the first that I can recall where an affiliate, like that's not owned by the MLS club, signing a player from the affiliate. I love seeing that. That gets... I mean, I'm excited for Jorge for one. And then two, that gives players incentives, okay, to come to the USL, earn their stripes, get one one of these teams that have an affiliation with MLS club and have a tight-knit relationship, you know, in in the case of of, uh, the Roughnecks and and Chicago, where it's like, hey, you know, we see this guy, you know, we're watching, you know, are their players, you know, like uh, uh, Bronico and – and uh, Joey and some of these other guys are on team. We're watching those guys, but man, look at this left back. Boy, isn't he playing well, or the right back in this case, or look at this center back, or uh, look at this central defender or central attacker. What's his What's his deal? What was he looking at? So that's great. You want to see that. You want to see teams pay attention to these indie affiliate or indie independent teams because that makes you feel like you have a real shot. And, and in reality, you do have a real shot at making an MLS roster or maybe getting a, a call from an international team. So love it. Big deal. Big news for those players playing with the affiliate teams. So with that being said, you know, right now, I'll kind of transition real quick, go to the West. Vancouver Whitecaps in first place, 48 points, 30 played. Timbers, 31 played, 47 points, 47 for sporting. For all you sporting fans out there, listen to podcasts, 29 played. So there's, like I said, West is wide open. Another team, Seattle Sounders, 47 points. So you have 48, three at 47. And then you've got Salt Lake and Dallas at 41. And then Dynamo at 40, 39 for the Earthquakes. Somehow Earthquakes are right there in the playoff line. I'm just, if you guys can figure that out, I, I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, even Minnesota is a little bit out of range here, but, you know, they beat Dallas 4-1 the other night. Thanks, Nick, for uh, sending me those screenshots. Uh, one of our good friend of mine, Nick Gustafson, he was at the match. Uh, he and his wife, Leanne, of course, both good friends, and they were sending me uh, updates, uh, tweeting or I think it was texting me updates, <laughs> let me know, hey, Remember uh, Minnesota United, how you were dogging them? They're beating your team 4-1. So, yeah. Uh, Humble pie. Humble pie. Eat it all the time. Good stuff. Goes really good with a beer, let me tell you. (laughs) 
All right, so that's the MLS. I know I didn't get into many details there, but we're going to make this a little bit of a quick show as I just really wanted to let you all know I'm back in the wild. I'm out, you know, putting out podcasts. I'm looking forward to doing that again. Just have been very, very busy uh, running around, chasing around a one-year-old who may be running faster than me now. Just, I'm just telling you, he, he runs and any of the MLS teams out there listening to this podcast, ha-ha. Doubt it, but if you are, yeah, you might want to put a homegrown on him. He's he's already uh, he's already scorching me right now. So <laughs> that's not saying much. But anyway, I uh, thank you so much, and and I appreciate you guys uh, tweeting at me, you know, in real life, you know, hitting me up, asking me about the podcast, and I know there's um, a little bit of a need out here right now as. You know, things get busy, and like I mentioned earlier, October, the fall, just busy in general for me personally. So hopefully I can chisel out some time, come and chat it up, cut it up with you guys, and we'll have some guests coming on. I meant to get Kyle Menke on here from the Pitch Black, uh, oh, the Pitch Black News, but he is under the weather and was not able to make it tonight. So hopefully get well, Kyle, and uh, Boomer Sooner. Beat Texas, right? He's a big Texas Longhorns fan, so I had to give him a little bit of a shout-out there. But anyway, folks, thank you so, so much for listening in. Until next time, God bless you. Take care. Peace.